Welcome to Young PR Pros on the FIR Podcast Network. Young PR Pros is the podcast for the young and young at heart working in the world of public relations and communications. Here are your hosts, Christine Darbell and Julia Kent. You're listening to Young PR Pros, Episode 95. Welcome to Young PR Pros, the weekly podcast for the young and young at heart PR pros looking for tips and advice on how to build and advance their careers. I am Christine Darbell in Ottawa, Canada. And I'm Julia Kent, also in Ottawa. So, Julia, you found a really interesting article, um, surprisingly on a really interesting uh, website called Cupcakes in Cashmere. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, well, there's, before I share the article and what we're going to talk about today, I do want to talk about this blog because... She is the most famous female blogger with the most hits um, in the world. I don't know if you knew that, Christine. No, I didn't. No. So Cupcakes and Cashmere was started, I think it was about five or six years ago, and she was one of the pioneers of like lifestyle and fashion blogs. Really? Yeah. And she's, um, her and her husband and a team of people now work from her home um, on this website, and she's got a book, and she's got another book coming out, and... You know, she's she's a businesswoman through her blog that she started, you know, just as a hobby to talk about fashion. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, um, you got to look her up. She is next to uh, Reed Drummond, who's the, the pioneer woman, which is the most famous food blog out there. Um, she is it, self-made. So anyways... Yeah, and you can go really far with a blog, I guess. <laughs> you sure can. This is what I tell people. you got to start there. Exactly. So she she's amazing, and she's constantly aggregating this like really useful information from around the Internet. And uh, every now and then, she, you know, she shares something from her own experience. Um, and this article was called uh, 10 Tips on Working from Home. And my fiancé works from home. I occasionally work from home. I have lots of people in my life, uh, both professionally and personally, that work from home, and I have heard a lot of controversy about it lately. And the people that do work from home and make it make it work—no pun intended—for <laughs> them um, always have little tricks. Yeah, and I think it's also a very timely article, just because uh, our generation, uh, a lot of people, especially our, our our young listeners who are heading into their career, you might actually end up uh, working for a small boutique firm and work from home uh, before you get to the big agency or before you get to the big corporation. Uh, but even if you do get to a big corporation, let's take Ginny Dietrich's uh, uh, firm, for example, Armin Dietrich. They're like a satellite uh, agency. Everyone, every single person in her agency works from home. Uh, and she has gone back and forth. Ginny's gone back and forth where they actually had an office for a while. Then they went back out where they didn't. Then they tried the office again and she basically said for her agency and for how things work uh, and and her agency is based out of Chicago but she does have uh, satellite offices in New York as well it just the the rent for office it 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 was it wasn't worth it and she found that 
her team was able to work just as efficiently from home uh, following some of the tips that we'll actually read in this article today uh, through and, and they would always they would try to do a couple of face-to-face meetings every like maybe it's once a month or something like that just to make sure that you know you can actually get at the house and, and, and actually yeah. see your colleagues face-to-face and sometimes it's good to do something well, that's cheaper than rent right exactly so, so yeah. she uh, she stands by her uh, remote agency uh, and both times that she tried to go back and create an office it just she it didn't work because the overhead was just too much um, yeah. so you might and Armin Dietrich is not a small boutique firm they're very very successful in the United States so uh, you might actually work for a big company or a big firm where it's 100% remote and with today's technology Google Hangouts and Skype and with the majority of us actually communicating on email more than in person it it doesn't matter where you're you're working from, uh, and sometimes working from home is actually cheaper for an organization. So uh, even in, in my um, position at CAA, uh, we actually have some uh, people in the office who do work from home a couple days a week, a couple of days during the week, and it's it works out really nicely for everyone, you know. So um, I think it's I think it's something we're going to see more and more uh, often, uh, especially in our generation. Um, as, uh, as new young professionals uh, step into the workforce, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one of your first jobs actually ends up working from home. I would agree. Yeah. So, so, so Emily, um, the author of Cupcakes and Cashmere, offers ten tips, and some of them I just chuckled to myself because they're tips that I should probably take up. Um, but then some of them I was like, oh, I know that um, I should, I should, you know, practice that more often. So number one was to get dressed every day, and I thought this was interesting because this is something that I do not do that I should do. If I'm working from home, I'm pretty much in my pajamas until lunch, and then I'm like, I should probably put something else on, and this also speaks to, you know, a couple of the other points, but I found that when I didn't get dressed and start my day as though I was going into an office, I would actually grab my laptop in bed and just start working and not eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was lunch and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't eaten today or brushed my teeth or put on clothes. I've got all this work done, but I'm a mess personally, right? So I, I really like that tip. Gotta get dressed. And it actually, uh, just as you had mentioned, you would grab your laptop and, and sit in bed uh, and start working. Well, her second point is create a designated working area, and that That's shouldn't be your bed. <laughs> your designated working area shouldn't be your bed. And for some people, including myself, when uh, I work, I don't work from home very often, but in the few times that I've had to work from home, uh, you know, actually waking up in the morning, yes, getting dressed, it, it's your, for me, it was also mentally preparing myself. You know, I'm awake, I'm now ready to go to work, and whether going to work means getting in my car and driving to the office or just walking into the other room into my office, uh, uh, or whatever library that I have there, uh, at least I'm actually mentally preparing myself that I'm actually starting my work day. Uh, so yeah. setting aside that separate area in your home uh, really helps also just organizational-wise, especially if you're working from home 100% of the time. It's nice to have your, you know, your computer in an area with a phone right beside it. You've got maybe your files where you need it, uh, your, you know, notes somewhere, uh, your notebook, and maybe you've got a corkboard with like things to remember, you know, you're really kind of creating your workspace so that this way um, you're, you, you've mentally prepared yourself for uh, your 
the day of work. And the next point is very similar to that, and it's to set hours and, and stick to them. So I think one of the issues that people that work from home... Because um, they work all the time. They, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it never ends. So I think that it's important to say, you know what, I'm not going to be available or I'm not going to check my email or I'm not going to go on my computer past 6 o'clock or or something like that. Um, Now, one of the beauties of working from home is that if at 3 o'clock in the afternoon you realize that you need to get groceries for supper, you can go get groceries for supper. That probably means you're going to end up working a little bit later than 6 o'clock if that's the times you've set out for yourself, right? And you know what's interesting? I actually, at uh, an IABC event, I met uh, someone else who uh, runs a firm, and he's been running a, a, a digital communications firm for the past 10 years here in Ottawa. He also runs a 100% uh, remote organization uh, where everyone works from home. And he was talking about how half of his employees actually have the 9 to 5. They actually get up, they have a shower, whatever, they get dressed, and then they sit on their computer and they're, they're responding to emails at 9. But then then he has other um, uh, employees who are just not morning people. So they actually sleep in and they might start at 11. Which is perfect if they have clients in the West Coast. Exactly. So for him, it, it doesn't matter because he's got this person who's available now until 6 or 7 o'clock because their, their, their hours are shifted a little bit. And then he even has these other people who do like these split days where uh, they're available pretty much from 9 until 12 or 1 o'clock and then they disappear from the afternoon and a lot of times it's uh they're involved in um you know uh, like one of them is a cyclist so she uses that afternoon to cycle or to do some workout but basically she disappears for three hours during the day where she gets things done or she does some workout or whatever and then she comes back and then she works for those extra three three hours so she might actually be working until six or seven o'clock but she's got that kind of midday uh break so everyone kind of chooses their own hours and what's and it doesn't matter as long as the work's getting exactly done yeah on time so but i think the the important thing is yeah set your hours uh because you can easily work a 14 hour day and and not even notice it because you don't actually have that okay well i've got to get home and eat you know you go you eat dinner and then you can sit in front of your computer again so well, and exactly. and of course that's not that's not healthy for anyone and we've talked about this in previous episodes about trying to find that really healthy work-life balance and there's nothing wrong with sneaking in front of your computer and maybe checking a couple of emails. I mean, it's, or even just glancing your, I, I mean, I still do it. I, I glance at my phone just to make sure, um, there's, there's nothing urgent, especially because I'm the media, I'm one of the media relations, uh, contacts. So if there is a media call at 6 PM, I do have to answer it. Yeah. So I'll glance at my phone and I'll see a couple of emails that, that'll come in and I'll read them. If they're not urgent, then I just put my phone down and I answer them in the morning. Right. So, uh, I, I mean, I, regardless of your working from home or still that potential danger that you don't find that right work-life balance and it's important to find it and it's I think even harder if you're working from home to to create those hours so I, I love that as a as a tip for people working from home yeah okay so the next one is um, get outside so you know this is self-explanatory but my poor fiance who's been working from home since uh, July 1st um, when I come home after a day's work he's been working at home all day and he's just bouncing off the walls. I want to go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. And, you know, I've been telling him, like, you should be going for a yeah. run at lunch or something or, or, or going for a walk or, you know, just 
I don't know, going to the store to pick up something. Just do something. Get out of the house. So that, that's, Yeah, and I think that actually works for not just people who are working at home, but also people working in an office setting. If you have the, yeah. I mean, oh, everyone yeah. has at least the minimum 30 minutes for lunch, um, and you should, everyone should be taking at least 30 minutes for their lunch because we all need food to make our brains work. Yeah. Uh, and often, sometimes I actually take advantage of that 30 time, uh, 30 minutes a day or 45 minutes, however, um, whatever the amount of time that I've had allocated that day. Sometimes I have less, sometimes I have more. Um, and, and I try to get outside or I try to walk because you get so stagnant sitting in a chair all day. Um, and it's important to kind of get your body moving and get your brain working again, wake yourself up. But, uh, getting outside, I think that works for both people working in an office setting and also at home. True. I try to yeah. get much too. Number five is to be smart with your money. So, I mean, when you're working from home... There are a lot of tax benefits. I'm not particularly familiar. I think I'm going to have to become familiar since my family is <laughs> But so it's different, right? It's different than if you're in an office. Uh, my mother actually worked from home when I was in high school, uh, and she uh, she could write off uh, certain parts of the home. So she actually could write off some yeah. of the, the heating and some of the, 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 the actual bills that... that um, uh, that came in for the home. I mean, you can't write off 100% everything, but uh, there are a couple of things that you can write off and you want to make sure that you keep your receipts and that you, you keep track of all these things. Uh, the best way, I mean, if, if you have the opportunity is also to, to, to hire um, an accountant. Well, maybe it could also be a one-off where you, you hire them once to say, okay, basically tell me what I need to do. And then they set up a little bit of a, a system for you to keep track of everything. And then they come back and they help you fill, fill out your taxes. Um, especially if you're uh, self-employed, if it ha- if you happen to to go into the world of um, you know creating your own firm or running your own little business on the side, and we know just with the the market out there right now, uh, a lot of young professionals are actually starting that way. They're starting as entrepreneurs. So if you do want to go that route, I would definitely hire um, an accountant. I wouldn't do this on your own and try to figure out all of the rules on your own because it could really come back and hurt you later if you happen to miss. Something something or miscalculate something. Uh, and if you're not a trained accountant, which means if, if you're a communicator, you're obviously not a trained accountant, um, then it, it's better to, to ask for advice in this one. So I think it's a great uh, a great tip, but I'd also you know add to that to reach out to a professional who knows what they're doing. Number seven, we already touched on this, um, take advantage of the, the flexibility. So as long as the work gets done, you know, enjoy the freedom of setting your own hours. Yeah, um, yeah it's a, I mean, set your own hours, but then you can also be very flexible with it. I think we skipped six, which was schedule things with other people. Oh, yes, we did. Well, we talked about that too. You need to see humans. It would be weird if you never saw anybody, <laughs> right? And I mean, talking to people online and talking to people via email, um, it's just different. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the schedule, like scheduling a time with someone else, uh, that could be, for example, in the article, she talks about how at least two times a week she'll schedule uh, a lunch or a dinner with friends, um, or meetings, uh, as like physical, um, in-person meetings. But a- another thing is also to take a, another page from Jimmy Dietrich's book. And, um, she tries to have Google Hangouts as often as possible with her employees so that this way she can actually see everyone, especially if you're remote 
remote and, and it's a little bit harder. Uh, I mean, some of her employees are in New York and some people are in Chicago. Uh, it, it's still, it's, it's close enough to an in-person meeting that you're actually sitting in front of someone and you're talking to someone instead of just talking via email, like 100% digitally. So, um, you know, scheduling even hangouts if, if, if that's possible with, with, with other people, especially if you're in like a remote area, if you happen to be working as a satellite, satellite office for a larger organization and you have employees all over the country or all over the world, not to only have email communication, but maybe scheduling conference calls where everyone sits on the phone and, and brainstorms for an hour or, you know, Google Hangouts, which is a really nice way to actually see everyone. Um, number eight, keep healthy snacks around. <laughs> I think that. Yes. And I think that goes for everyone. Uh, I know, you know, the PR and communications industry can be a stressful, high paced uh, environment. And it often happens where you're going to go a couple of days and or, or you're going to go a full day where you've forgotten a meal. And uh, it's it, it happens to the best of us um, is very I'm not going to say it's very rare, but I just find that in our industry in general, we're constantly moving, constantly connecting, and we don't always have, it's very hard to say at every day. For example, my husband works in um, a government setting, and he comes into work at 9 every day. Every single day at 11.30, they all go out to lunch. Every single day, and then at 5 o'clock, he clocks out. Oh no, he doesn't eat out like they go eat together or whatever, whether it's like going into the cafeteria or something like that. But it's almost like without, without a drop of a beat every single day at the same time. Okay, it's lunchtime. They all get up, you know. And and if you, if you think about it, we're this, this was the industrial age, you know, back a a couple decades. That's what's happened. You came in at work. Everyone had lunch at the same time. Everyone left at the same time. With our industry, this is just not going to (laughs) happen. You, sometimes you might come in early. Uh, sometimes you might leave late. Uh, your lunch is going to be when you can actually eat. (laughs) So it might not be at the same time every day. So um, making sure that you have healthy snacks around can help with if you've missed a meal or you know, and you don't all, or if you've forgotten your lunch or something because you were rushing out early that morning because you had to be to work a little bit early, uh, you don't want to have to eat out every single day kind of thing. So having the healthy snacks, I, I like that. And I think that's a, a good, good advice for anyone, regardless of whether you're working from home or in an office. Number nine, have a to-do list. Well, I mean, obviously you yes. have to stay organized and have a list of things you want to accomplish each day, but you know, whether it be on your phone or in hard copy, I, I'm an old mm-hmm. school, I like hard copy, but you know, you gotta, you gotta set goals for the day and make sure you're accomplishing them. And if you're not, you need to look at your productivity. Exactly. And, and depending on your employer, um, especially if they're moving, if this is a new thing for them, if they're switching to, uh, letting people work from home, or if you've asked to work from home because it's easier for you, or you've opted to have a couple of days from home, you need to be able to make sure, especially with, um, employers who are new to the concept of working from home, you need to be able to show them the productivity. You need to be able to say, this is what I actually did today. Cause it's really easy. You could not talk to anyone at your office the entire day, yet get a lot accomplished. But because there was no communication, it's really easy for a boss to say, well, you were home. We barely talked. What the hell did you do all day? Right? So I, it's, it's, I think it is important not only just to make a to-do list, but also reporting back. Even in an office setting, you're like my boss, they might be traveling one day or we might be in 
different offices because yeah. we have two different offices in, in Ottawa. And I, I still like to send him a note to say, FYI, this is what I'm doing. Uh, let me know if you need anything. Uh, just, just to let him know that you might not be physically seeing me typing away, but I am, in fact, doing work kind of thing. So it's just a reassurance. And because there are still, we're not in a world where 100% of people are working from home. There are still people who are traditionalists and they they yep. need to see physically someone in front of a computer typing away for them to say, ah, that one is, that person is doing work, you know? So slowly, yeah. I think employers are start are going to start to realize that outcome is more important than just visually seeing someone. And last but not least, keep things tidy. Um, I mean, I think that I'm a firm believer that your your space um, is in, and how organized it is is indicative of how organized your life yeah. and your mind is. Um, and some people beg to differ, but you know, it, having a, a tidy desk to, to walk into every morning to, to have a fresh mm-hmm. start to the day and to tackle your your day's priorities, um, that's good. Feel- yeah, and I also find that uh, just in general, having an organized and a clean desk also helps me find things. I've got folders and like magazine holders where I've got books and things kind of filed away and if my boss comes to me and asks me a question about like, hey, do you know, uh, have we done anything similar to this in the past couple of months? I'll be able to quickly, you know, swivel my chair around and go to a particular part of my desk and look through a couple of old files and say, yes, here's something we did. Or if you wanted information on a project that we did six months ago, I'm able to reach out and grab it right away. So just organization. I mean, I'm a organizer freak, I guess. <laughs> I've been told I've been a very, very organized person. Uh, but um, I, I've I find it's important to the way that I work. And and not everybody's like that. I mean, there, there are some people who who work differently. Um, so, I mean, keep things tidy. Obviously, it, just keep your work area in the best situation that will help you be successful and help you, you know, efficient throughout the day. Uh, and if you're constantly trying to find a piece of paper because you've got so much stuff on your desk, well, then maybe you're not working as efficiently and maybe, yeah, maybe you've got to clean up. So, yeah. But if you're just one of those organized chaos people where you can find anything in your pile of papers, and I know people like like that who have just everything scattered over their desk but if I ask them to find something they know exactly where it is <laughs> like they're basically the only one that can understand the maze of their desk hey it works for them so exactly <laughs> exactly well, that brings us to the end of uh, the list. I think this was a great conversation, both with, you know, any of our listeners who happen to be working from home, any new entrepreneurs that are starting off their career from home, or anyone who might be thinking to make that change. These are some really, really good uh, tips. And also, just in general, we also came across some really good tips for anyone in our industry. So thanks for finding that article. It's a really, really great one. We're definitely going to link to it on the blog. And we'd love to hear uh, from our listeners. Do you work from home? And if you do, are there any points in here that you agree with? Uh, do you disagree with any of them? And our tips to Yeah, add. is there anything that you'd like to add to that list? We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to head to our blog at youngprpros.ca. Leave us a comment there. Or you can catch us anywhere on social media. On uh, LinkedIn, Google+, Facebook, or on Twitter at youngprpros, at Christine Darbell, and at Ken Julia. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Young PR Pros on the FIR Podcast Network, brought to you in association with Lawrence Reagan Communications, serving communicators worldwide for more than 35 years. 
More information at www.reagan.com. Young PR Pros is a weekly podcast hosted by Christine Darbell and Julia Kent that covers all topics from job hunting skills, such as building resumes and interview tips, to discussions around the state of PR and communications, and how young PR professionals can shape the future of our industry. Young PR Pros is part of the FIR Podcast Network, a series of business podcasts founded by Neville Hobson and Shell Holtz. The anchor podcast in the network is the Hobson and Holtz Report, a weekly show presented since January 2005. For information about the FIR Podcast Network, to see show notes for the podcasts and to subscribe, visit www.forimmediaterelease.biz. You can also subscribe via iTunes and other podcast directories. We welcome your comments about Young PR Pros on the FIR Podcast Network. Join the conversation in the FIR community on Google+. Look for the FIR Podcast Community. Or email us at fircomments at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.